Hi, and welcome to the Making Our Way podcast. Today's episode, we talk to the hat-making family, the Hatmans from Clearwater Hat Co. Austin is back in the saddle. Dean finished playing with his Jimmy, and Christy leads our talk on the mini hats. Thanks for listening. Hey, guys. Good to see you. Hey, man. Finally. What's going on? Finally. Finally. That's right. That's right. Back. I'm back, baby. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, you're, this... you're done getting sick, okay? Your family has used up all the sick days you can have all year. You're done. Everybody's got to stay healthy. That sounds great to me because <laughs> unfortunately, so we went on vacation the first week I was gone and then I ended up popping positive for COVID Ugh. three days, two days before we were supposed to leave. So we actually had to leave and, you know, cause there's still other people at the house. I was like, I got to get out of here. I got COVID, you know? And uh, little did I know that people at the houses who gave it to me, <laughs> so it didn't matter, <laughs> but anyway, but I felt terrible and you don't want to be feeling terrible, no. at not in your own bed and stuff. That's true. So then I came home and I'm like, cool, whatever we're home. I'll get it over with now. I'm, you know, immune. And now I don't have to worry about being around all these assholes in the supermarket and stuff. Um, and then damn, if I didn't, it turned into a sinus infection right afterwards. Um, but the, the cool thing. I've used that teledoc, you know, where you just call mm-hmm. it in yeah. and it's like, it's so fast, so easy. And if you hate fucking people like me, not, not people like me, but if you yeah, hate people hate the same people way like I do, yeah, right. I yeah. Both of them. Yeah. <laughs> you can avoid all that crap. And it took like 15 minutes and then boom, it's like the antibiotics are at the place already. Yeah. It's so nice. So I don't so. know about your system, but mine, I get aggravated because you put in the thing and then it calls you, but then you answer, but then it's connecting. And I usually end up getting one or two dropped. Before I finally get the doctor on the phone, unless I do the video call. Hmm. No, this one. I, well, I've only done it once. So actually, no, I, this is the second time I've done it, but and, uh, I haven't had any problems with it yet, but which is, you know, it's just awesome. Cause I love not going places if I can avoid it. Well, but, and really, um, I mean, if it's like sinus infections or a cough or, I mean, we all know what went, what we've got, right. what we need. Just give me yeah. some medicine. That's what I'm like. Dude, my face feels like it's going to explode out of my sinuses. Like, I know what's up. He's like, did you have COVID? I said, yep. He's like, yeah, this new strain. He's like, it's a, such a big percentage of people end up with a sinus infection at the end of it. So um, anyways, so I've actually, today was my first day kind of back in the workshop in two weeks, oh, wow. which has been rough wow. for me. Like I, at the end of those two weeks, I was like, I just want to be away from these children and my wife. <laughs> for like an hour, you know, and I made some pins. So that was, it was good. I have no endurance left, but mm-hmm. I'm going to slowly work back into it. So what have you guys been doing? Yeah, man. I, uh, I have trouble coming in the shop. It's been so damn hot in Houston that between two and six, this window unit just can't make it. And it's okay if I'm fine being back here, but I usually wear flip-flops unless I'm doing like welding or, or something moving heavy stuff. And my feet are like sweating in the flip-flops. It's so hot back Ew. here. Right. Yeah. But um, I kind of made a commitment like Sunday, I'm going to be in here and I'm going to get some stuff done. And I got my 3D DIY Dave. Uh, he's doing the Jimmy Duresta Lifesize print for Maker Camp. I got my piece done. I had some trouble a few weeks ago. I think maybe Wednesday or Thursday I'd run one and it failed. Got some good feedback on Instagram. And so I made another run of it. Started Saturday morning. And 50 hours in, it was 50 hours almost on the dot. Wow. My my print was done. I think it would have been a little faster, but I slowed the speed down when I got about three quarters because I didn't want I didn't want like tension. It's trying to pull too much wire because that was the one thing I was worried about. The drive wheel that pulls the PTEG into the printer 
was slipping because that stuff's kind of slippery, right. that, that type of filament. And so I slowed it down just to take some tension off, but I was doing some MacGyver shit. The <laughs> arm that I have that holds my wire kind of out to the side broke. So my wire was going from the spool straight down into the, the print head. And I didn't like the amount of tension it was getting put on. So I got a piece of flat bar, my magnetic indicator arm and made like a spool holder that sat off to the side. And as the printer would move up, I would add supports under that piece of plate to raise oh. it to where my spool stayed about, you know, 90 with the print head. And That's I don't know idea. if that helped anything. Two other things, shout out to a former pod help podcast guest birch told he told me that in their shop that they would occasionally do a raft with uh what do you call it uh hot glue around the Mm -hmm. outside to help hold it down because that was something i was having was this print was so big on the bed that the thermal would cause it to curl up in the corners yeah it gets like distorted right yeah so i had a non-heated bed so that i could put hot glue on it to help hold the raft down and i think that helped and then uh, I've got some other feedback about, you know, stick glue and doing the raft and some other things. So in the end, the, the community really helped me get to a point where when I ran it with all, you know, no holds barred, it printed and it finished. So uh, got that done. And then the other one, and I, I'll elaborate more on it next week, but I got my belt grinder is built. There's two little things. There's an idea that you told me about Austin that you haven't captured yet that I think I'm going to steal and that'll be <laughs> revealed at a later date. Uh, the other thing is I don't have the sacrificial high carbon plate. I just don't have that. So I'll probably just get a piece of, you know, bar that I can mount up right there. And then I have a little wobble in my base plate. I think it's just, cause remember when I was welding my vertical supports, that 220 welder ran out of wire and I was just like driving wire and I think I overheated it. So I got a little wobble. So I'm probably going to put feet on mine just so that I can level based off of my work surface. So I'll probably do three static feet and one leveling foot. Oh, you're not bolting yours down? No. Oh, okay. I'm not grinding metal. So I'm going to do wood. And normally you would run higher speeds with wood, but these abrasives are so, you know, wood is softer. And so the abrasives are so aggressive that I was running at a 30, the go of a hundred, I was running at 30% and it was eating everything I put in it. Yeah. They're insane. Like the surface wow. feet per minute on these belts is crazy. Like people don't realize you, you put your finger in there. It's it'll eat up to the first knuckle in about 10 seconds, you know, like yeah. they're, they're fast. Yeah. And, and again, I'll, I'll go through the, all the bells and whistles and things I did custom on it and how they're working out. But uh, the one thing was, you know, house, you know, former podcast podcast guest Brian house, he has a wiring diagram for the, his like recommended setup. I went a little cheaper on the motor and the VFD. And so when I wired it, the motor's running backwards. And so I do need to go and switch some wires around to get the motor running. It doesn't matter. I can just put the VFD on reverse, but um, I'd like to have it, you know, yeah. go in the proper. I'm going to do a swap too. On the three phase, if you swap two lines, it, it changes the polarity. So yeah. Okay. So, and I mean, that makes no sense in my brain, but if you say it works, I'm going to, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah. I had to do it on mine too. Same. Okay. Yeah. So what about you, Christy? How was your weekend? Uh, well, I'm still in the recovery mode after the knee surgery and oh, the that's right. jacked up back. Um, and actually Saturday we attempted to do some stuff outside, which was an ultimate fail. And I had tap out on Marvin on that one because um, the back was just, and, and I am so, I, I am so worried that I'm not going to be fully functional when this is over. Now, thankfully 
each day is an improvement. I actually went back to work today. My doctor's appointment went good yesterday, but the, over the last 10 days, you know, I've just been worried to death that my, you know, something's not going to heal right or, or something's going to be jacked up. So, so Saturday and Sunday, we followed the instructions uh, from last week, actually our Patreon conversation with Dean and Jacob, we were talking about Stranger Things. Oh, y'all tore through that. Yes. And we, um, I watched the first season. I mentioned it to Marvin and uh, he saw a little bit of it and got hooked also. So he watched the first season and then collectively we watched the second and third season um, within just over the weekend and, and on Monday. So uh, we're, we're at the, we're at the threshold of the fourth season, which I know the guy said that's the best season. Well, so and you're lucky because we had to wait two years to see the fourth season. Yeah. So. And see, that's why I contemplated waiting until the fifth and final yeah. season came out before I would even start. But, um, you know, watching that show, J- Jacob, I always trust his opinion on movies and television show because he he knows and I, I normally like his recommendations. And then for you, Dean, since you don't watch a lot of television, but what you do watch and what you have mentioned that Kristen has watched is stuff that I've liked. So that's why, since you guys both had talked so highly about it last weekend, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I need to, uh, I need to let my back rest and uh, put my feet up a little bit. And so we were, we were tearing through uh, stranger things. And I'm telling you, I'm not a big like horror, not that it's so much a horror movie, but I'm begging this. Well, and normally if it's an adult, I'm like, suck it up. Okay. A person dies. Who cares? But you put oh, horror. Horror. Oh, okay. H O R R. Yeah. You're thinking yes. about a different kind of X on a hat. There's no W. Um, but whenever you have a scary movie and children are at risk, that is a whole nother level of, of, of stress for me. Yeah. That's why I couldn't watch that lock and key show is because it just stressed me out too much right. as, a, mm. as a mom. So, so anyway, uh, a little R and R was what I needed because I went back to work um, today. I'm feeling a ton better. Knees doing great. Back is definitely on the road to recovery. And um, so, yeah, that's good. Yeah. I told my wife, you were starting to watch stranger things and, she was like, you want to watch it with me? I said, listen, girl, nothing sounds better than me checking out a little strange, but I don't watch TV shows. So I, I got to, you know, check yeah, out. On you'd that lose one. a day of work because you would you would watch it straight through. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Today, we're joined here with the owners of the Clearwater Hat Company, Eliza and Trenton Hatman. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Hey, guys. So I'm Eliza. My husband is Trenton. And we own Clearwater Hat Company. We uh, we both grew up in the same small town, Calico Rock, Arkansas, right in the middle yeah. of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> we've known each other basically our whole lives. Um, we didn't start actually dating or get together until after I went to college. But I went to the University of Arkansas, and I majored in apparel merchandising and product development. Oh, cool. So I always kind of liked the fashion side of things. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then once I came home is when me and Trenton started actually kind of hanging out. And then we started dating. And then we were we were not even engaged yet when we found Clearwater Hat Company was for sale. And we kind of came oh, about okay. that. And so we uh, we were still we were just dating, but had plans to get married. 
So we went ahead and bought it together. And then once we did get married, it's when we moved it from its current location to our current, current location. So that's awesome. So the one question is, is your, uh, is your last name really Hatman or <laughs> is that, you know, a publicity ploy? No, Trenton's last name is actually Hatman. And then of course, once we got married, I, I took Hatman, but that's, that's his given name. <laughs> people all the time, we've got several messages. I mean, on the phone, I've talked to, you know, several people and they're like, is your name really Hatman? I'm like, I promise my name is Hatman. They're like, that's a hell of a name for a hat maker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'd say so. <laughs> and it's Not an planning. unbelievable coincidence because y- y'all bought this business or took this business over in 2020. And so I'm curious as a small business owner, right at the beginning of COVID, what was that process like? That was tough. So we decided to buy the business in January of 2020. We signed the contract, bought the business. And then March, of course, was when COVID hit and shut down everything. And the business originally, they made all of their money off of historical hats and they went to reenactments like all across the US. And so that was how they made all their money. And then the year of 2020, they canceled all of them. And so we didn't get to go They didn't really have any in 2021. They didn't have very many. And so we haven't been to a single one yet. Like we were, we were supposed to go to the Battle of Bentonville, North Carolina. And I mean, it was, we were like packing our stuff, our hats in the trailer with the owners, the original owners and getting ready to go. Um, And literally it was, it was like the day, I think it was a day before the, uh, we were supposed to leave. They canceled the show. They canceled the reenactment. Oh, and wow. I think we made like over 200 hats for this. Oh, and my so goodness. We all had all these hats and, and nowhere to go. Nowhere to go. So we just had stock hats after that. And yeah. Yeah. So I think I know so what happened, but we don't want to get you know the horse in front of the cart. Whenever y'all purchase this business, the previous owners agreed to stay on and y'all work with them in like an internship role. How key was that to y'all learning the side of the business and be able to have a successful takeover? It was extremely key because, I mean, we didn't know how to make hats or anything about it or running a business or anything, really. And so when we first went out there and met with them after we heard about the business, which was through um, some of my family members, they knew them. And they told us all about it. And we thought it sounded really cool. And so then we went out and did like a tour of their hat shop. It was just out of their house. And, um, and then we talked about it and we came back and said, yeah, I think, you know, I think we want to buy it, but would y'all consider like kind of like an internship thing, even if we go ahead and purchase it. So we were like, well, we're, we're going to purchase half of it intern for a while, then purchase the rest. Oh, okay. That's cool. We bought half of it. And then they're going to, you know, we're going to work, keep it at their house until we paid the rest of it off, which was set for like a three year period. Well, after COVID happened, you know, yeah, it went to, I mean, it just went to, heck and so when well, and everyone was freaked out about being around each other and so then they didn't want like you yeah, know neither one of us old, necessarily so extra worried yeah yeah, very yeah, yeah so i mean there was kind of that too because then it was like well we drive out there which was an hour a little over an hour from our house we would drive all the way out there like every day and it got to the point where we were like well we're here but they would stay in their house and didn't want to come out and so then it was like well I don't really know what the point in us leaving it here is if y'all aren't even going to be here to help us because of COVID and, you know, the risk and all that. So, no. so, uh, 
And so I saw y'all moved it over to your location and and set your own shop up. And I was kind of curious, you know, in the two years with obviously COVID threw a wrench in their business model. So what are some things that you've done to make the business yours and make it better in your eyes? Well, for starters, we started social media. They didn't have any social media. They had the website, but they created it and then never looked at it again. And it took me like six months just to get access to it. Like I couldn't even get logged in because they were like, they had no idea what the login information was. And then it was through WordPress. And I don't know if y'all are familiar with WordPress, but they're not easy to work with. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was like a six month long process just for me to even get in there and get all of the information turned over to like our phone number because it was their home phone number. So then we couldn't even keep the number. So we had to use like art. We had to get a new number and like change all the information, like address, email, everything. So that, that was a, one big thing that we did was updating that and adding social media. Yeah. That I think cool. would be key in this day and age in particular. Yeah. Well, we kind of want to dig into the hats now. Can you kind of describe to us what are, what makes it your hats? I mean, what's unique about, what you guys make or what are the different styles that y'all specialize in? So you, for a long time, we still said that we specialized in the historical hats because that was still, even with just online orders, that was still one of our bigger things. But recently, because we have expanded, we immediately expanded into rodeo hats and cowboy hats because I ride horses and I rodeo. So obviously I wanted to make myself a, a cowboy hat. And so we immediately expanded into that and had a lot of local support just through like friends and family that would buy hats from us. And so we did that. And then I made a hat um, that I wore for our wedding. So that was like a, like a cute hat. And we just kind of started expanding and hats are becoming more popular. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I don't know, it just, we only do fur felt. We don't do any wool, which is something that's different. Not a lot of places do fur. Most places are wool. And so most of our hats are 100% rabbit fur, but we can do beaver or a blend between them both. Um, beaver would be the most expensive because it's the highest quality. So most of our hats are rabbit. It's still good quality, but not as expensive. Um, or we can do a blend between the two. Can you explain to me Anytime I look at hats like yours, there's always these X's. Can you explain what the X's are? I feel like they're all over the place and um, kind of what what the scale is and, and how it works. So, yes, the X system is very confusing to people. <laughs> Originally, that was that had to do with one X re- represented how many like beaver felts or rabbit felts or whatever like it took to make a hat. So it was like, well, if it was a 10X, then it took 10. That no longer applies today. Now it's just like kind of like a symbol of quality. So a anything below 10X is automatically going to be wool. Nothing below 10X is going to be fur. 10X is most likely going to be rabbit. 100X is going to be beaver, like all beaver. Anything in the middle, like a lot of places will do, like they'll offer you a choice of 10X, 25X, 50X, or 100 and then, you know, it would be 100 is 100% beaver. And then 50 would be like mostly beaver, little rabbit, 25, mostly rabbit, little beaver. And then 10 would be all rabbit. That's cool. And so that's what that means. And it's just like a symbol of quality. Wow. Okay. 
Yeah, that's definitely not what I was gathering. But I was like, I have no idea how this works. Like, I was trying to fit. And then I saw there was X's on straw hats. I'm like, okay, now I'm super confused because that doesn't yeah, make any so sense. Then, like, if there's an X on a straw hat, obviously there's not rabbit fur in that hat. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. just like a symbol of well, it's it's quality because there is a difference between like straw hats that are better quality and less quality. We don't do straw, so I'm not as familiar with it. But I mean, I do know that there are like some straws are extremely cheaper than than others um, based off of the quality, not just brand. But that's mostly just a brand thing. Um, if it's a like a more known brand or whatever, then some of their straw hats are going to have the X as well. But there's no fur in that. <laughs> right. I thought the X's were one for every rodeo queen you got in the back of the barn. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be one X though. No. Just, oh. just, 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 you only got yeah. one X on your hat. Yeah, this two X hat I'm Yeah. So how does it go from you know being on an animal and go into a, you know you, how do you shave a beaver without it going nuts? That's why. <laughs> you know. Um. So what we do? There's two different like operations. We order a bunch of uh, of our felts. So when we get them in, they're called hat bodies, and it's like a blank. And then we take it and we will block it to the specific size, and we do the shaping and all of that, and like the final steps. There's like a whole process before we ever even get the felt. And that is where they take it from. It's, it's like, like literal like, fur. Like, like it yeah. looks like cotton balls. Like, because we went and toured the factory, we buy our felts from there in Tennessee. Um, but we, or one of them is, but we went and toured them. And a, it's insane. Like, it's really interesting. And they have like just big bags of bleached fur. They get it all bleached. It's all white. And, like, and that's how they get Yeah, that's how it comes. Bleach. Yeah. Um, and that's how they get it. And then they take it and it goes through all of these different machines where it starts packing it down with like hot steam and hot water and they pack it down and like it goes through like this whole process and then they like spin it on these little spinners. It was really cool. And, um, and then that, so they're the ones who would take it like from the beaver to the, to the felt and convert it from fur to felt. They do, all, they, do all, they do all the dyeing and everything. So yeah, they, they, they can dyes. dye it. So, yeah. Interesting. So, and then you're saying just, it's just water and compression that, that holds it all together? Yeah, pretty much. So they put some, uh, I think they, they put the stiffener on it. They do have a stiffener. And they, and they wet it down, like just, you know, hit it real fast. Because, I mean, they're just, they're just, I mean, just coming through left and right. They hit it real fast with some stiffener and they hang it up and it dries. And so... When it dries and it's all good, they set it on the shelf and then they'll send those out. That's what we get, just the, the plain old plain open, just the plain crown, open crown, long, you know, long brim hats. That's what we get in the mail. Like not shaped, not blocked. Like, because we still, some people, you know, they hear open oh. crown and you can buy a hat that's considered open crown, which just means it's not shaped. But that like, there's like more steps to it, not just like the open crown. We kind of call it that, but like, when you buy it, it's an actual like it. It doesn't have much of a shape. Like there's no hat shape to right. it. Like we but have it doesn't look like it. a beaver. Like it's not like <laughs> on, no. on the wall. It doesn't look oh, like a beaver. It looks like a hat. Wow. Like, a hat. like, like the, an unformed, unrefined. Unformed hat. This looks yeah. ugly. You know, dollar just store kinda, hat. Yes, basically. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because like we um, 
I mean, it's like an actual factory that goes yeah, that's through cool. the process. That was smart, y'all touring that. That was smart. It was like, we're like the front, the front end of like a hat company or and hat you're the, business. The right? storefront, and they're, front, like, and they're, and the, they're like the, the back, back end, end, you know, like because yeah. they, the black it's, market. It's really, really interesting everything that they do. So now I'm now I'm curious of the actual equipment and the process because you had mentioned um, on your Instagram page that you use original equipment. So now now we're curious of the actual process. What are what are the pieces of equipment that you're using to form and steam and and make these beautiful pieces? So the first piece of equipment we have it's called a blocking machine. And it's made out of cast iron. It's straight cast iron. And it has little uh, brass pinchers on it. And there's a handle on the side. You can pull, move the pinchers in and out. So, and we have a hook to a, uh, a hot water heater. And it runs water through the blocking machine. And we have a little lever on the side. And it blows steam straight up. So, first, we get a hat body. Just plain old hat body. And the hat bodies are sized with where we get them from, strings. So, like, if it has no strings, it's like a six and seven eighths hat. Small, that's a small, that's a very small hat. Probably something Eliza would wear. Then it goes from no string to red string to a single yellow string and to mm, double, double yellow string, okay. which is, I mean, you can make a size eight hat. So, you Austin go from like hat, a six, seven right. eighths to eight. And eight, you're have a bigger head than an eight. I don't know what to tell you. That'd be hard. That'd be hard. I mean, I don't know. That's a bongo hat. Yeah. Yeah. So we put it in the machine. We put the, you know, whatever size, the person, you know, we get their measurement, they send into us. We prefer a template. So it's like cut out of where they want the hat to sit on their head. Since we're, you know, we make custom hats. Wool hats are more forgiving than our hats. So get the size, you know, find a block that fits it. Our blocks are old as dirt. You know, they've been through, you know, they sit in a shop all day, you know, so sometimes it's, gets really hot in there. The, our blocks have swelled over the years. So we have to make sure, you know, so they might send us like we're a size seven and one eight hat. We find a seven and one eight block. We, we use a tape measure and measure like a loose tape measure, measure around the block just to make sure it's actually that correct size. Our, our blocks run a little, a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger. So I put the block in the, in the hat, pinchers down, Pull the steam up. Steam will rise. I'll have a, a handle. I pull it down. It has a big cast iron plate. It'll push the block inside the hat where it's nice and snug. You can push it down as far as you can. Where it's, and then I then I get a level, a small level, put it on the block. Make sure it's the bubbles, you know, right in the middle, both sideways and long ways. Because I have messed up a hat by not checking that. And I so anyways, get that done. I'll. Uh, Move it to the next step. I'll make sure put it on the table, get a sponge, wet it down real good. Our 10X after are very forgiving. You can you can just get them soaking wet. Then I actually use a hand iron, a plug-in iron. That's not that's the only equipment you use that's really not original. And uh I'll iron it around the crown, get a nice crease so it's nice and flat. And then next step, I pass it to Eliza and she takes over after that. <clears throat> One one question before you keep going. The, so the blocks are they're made out of wood? Straight wood, yes. Yes. Okay. Because the ours are original blocks, they are made out of wood. So some companies, uh, hat companies, they'll have blocks that have uh, indentions in them already built into them. Ours are all round top, open crown hat. I mean, all blocks. We have a couple. 
that are flat, just flat blocks on top. They're smooth on top, but the rest of them are open crown, different sizes. Some are small, some are taller, you know, but they're all open crown. Blocks, we so. hand shape everything. Um, but some companies like, like cowboy hats, like the cattleman's crease, you can buy a block that already has like the little things in it. And so then when you block it, it already has the creases in it and then you're done. Like you don't have to shape where when we block them, we have to let it sit and stuff. And then I have to, I have to hand shape them and I put in whatever crease and whatever style that I'm doing. But another thing about our, our blocking machine though, some people do call it a finger blocker because it looks like it has little fingers. Um, but it is, so it's original. It was built in I think the early 1900s and it's it's I mean everything about it is original you cannot find them there are we've been told there's only we've been told there's only 10 in the U.S. in the whole U.S. oh wow um like they're very hard to find and when we bought the business they had it like they're so expensive and so hard to find that they had our contract set up as the business is x amount of money and then it was like a third more of like the cost was just to buy the blocking machine from them oh wow, um, wow. and crazy. so it was and i mean it's like you have to have like it's a, a, a must, it's a must have, have, like, have, have, have it how difficult um, would this be to break in and steal from y'all oh <laughs> let me tell you me, it's all cast iron it weighs like a thousand pounds me and my dad or more my dad he's a big he's a bigger he's a big guy you know, and so we have a U-Haul. We had a U-Haul, didn't we? Mm-hmm. We had a U-Haul, and we're moving it from their shop. It's it was easy. It was semi easy to get out the door, Wait. but then we're trying to put it onto the U-Haul trailer, and so well, y'all rolled it on a dolly. A dolly, right? yeah, we had a dolly. We put it on a dolly. Yeah, the dolly you was can't just pick it up. Yeah, no, the dolly was. I mean, the wheels were just almost completely flat. It was crazy. So we're pushing it. And I'm on, my dad's pushing it, and I'm on the other side while he's guiding it down, about to guide it down to these uh, little ramps, you know, into that the trailer. Ramp. Yep. My dad said, my dad said, Trenton, I can't let you do that. He said, switch me sides. He said, if someone's going to die here, it's going to be me. Said, <laughs> <laughs> so, my dad, he was, he was a real one. He, uh, he switched me sides, and I put, eased it down as slow as I could, and we got it inside. And the then trailer, it, and then but, it took a tractor. But, to what, get yeah, it out. but once we got it home, her dad used his tractor to use his uh, forks to lift under it. Yeah, and we, smart. Where it's at in the hat shop, it's right inside the door. So like, right where the tractor can stuff, reach. We just use it. Yeah, where it can reach. <laughs> yeah, it, so. we designed the whole like setup and everything based off of where we could get it in the door. Like oh, cool. because it was it Good was story, so hard. To, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So extremely hard. I don't think anyone's going to steal that without us. <laughs> <laughs> I'm impressed. I hope I don't have to meet you face to face ever. <laughs> so I've got one more question about the blocks. I assume, I mean, how many of these things do you have? They must be everywhere in your shop. Uh, so we have, we go all the way from probably six and three fourths to, so we have a size eight block so we have a couple of each you know more of the middle sizes probably from a quarter to three eighths to halves we have more of them because they're the more common sizes but right. you know we only have a, how many do you think we have though all together i bet we have probably 60 i think 60 here probably around 60 50 to 60 probably we wow. want to get more i'm trying to find someone that makes them so uh if y'all find someone you know woodworking people around here make some pipe blocks you know hit us up <laughs> that's cool so, okay, so for, so after the, the you do the the blocking and then you hand it off to her, the, the the talent, what does she do? <laughs> also does all, her, all the all the magic. 
Um, so we have a, a brim cutter that came out of an old Stetson factory. And oh. we, um, you, it's got like a little razor blade thing on it. And I can measure out like a little thing that moves and I can measure how wide I want to cut my brim. So after I get it from him, I cut the brim. He cannot cut them and he's been banned from trying because he kept <laughs> messing up hats. And because if you don't keep like even pressure when you like spin it around and cut it, then it goes in like a little corkscrew and then it'll be all uneven. Um, so I cut the brim and then we put it on these uh, with the block in it. We put it on a stand and I put half stiffener on it and then it has to sit like that for 24 hours. Okay. Oh, okay. And that kind of helps mold it and keep it like to the correct shape. How do you decide what size brim you want on each kind of hat? Or how do you decide what is appe appealing to the eye for each size brim? So it kind of, I mean, because we mostly do custom work, it's, it's whatever our customer wants. Like whatever my client is wanting is what I make. And we have all different styles um, because we do have our historical hats as well. And so we know that like certain time periods that, you know, some were wider brims, some were shorter. So we have like kind of just learned that over the years, like, or yeah, I guess, I guess it would be years. We've, well, we've had it a while. Um, and, uh, and so we've learned that I have just made hats that I was just kind of playing around with to see. I think like a lot of people are like, well, I can't have too wide a brim because I'm short or I have a small head. I'm short and I have a small head and I love a wide brim hat. I, <laughs> I like them. I like the looks of them. I think, I mean, I think they look good on people. And so it really just kind of depends on your style though. Like some people, like we had some, we had a girl out to the hat shop the other day and she was, she was real short and had a little head and she looked really good. And these little bitty short brim hats and the wider brims didn't look as good. So, I mean, it really just kind of depends on like your whole style and everything and and what you want, because we are truly custom. It is whatever you want. And then we're obviously here for any questions that you have and advice to help you pick out your custom hat. That's okay. Because awesome. that was that was one of the questions I was going to go with um, as far as like no holds barred. If somebody wants a, uh, do you even have, can you do like a print, like a leopard print or a, you know, zebra print or something like that? Or is everything you have solid? Everything we have is solid right now. We um, just started playing around with a torch and burning of the felt and like oh, okay. designs. Mm -hmm. So we just started playing around with that. I'm also looking into doing some like tie dyes where I can like dip dye some of the hats. Ah. Um, print wise, though, I can't do any prints. Look, um, look now we can just... definitely add some like character to it by a hat band. Like we've done a lot of different there hat bands go. that are different. Like I've got a leopard print hat band that I can, it's like a turquoise leopard print. If someone wants that, um, I've done a black velvet leopard or like black velvet band and stuff. And so we can definitely add some character there. If my wife tried to pay custom hat prices for a leopard print hat, we'd have a talk on the way to. <laughs> Or yeah. or uh, the fuck don't let Miss that. Missouri ruin you guys. Yeah. Hats. No, no, just no, tell Dean, her no. <laughs> Dean, I'm telling you, with all the shoes you've got in your house, not even just in your closet, you got all over your house. You, you ain't got nothing to say about anybody on their accessories. So I'm that's, just saying that's fair. But yeah. <laughs> this isn't a bachelorette party. We're not buying leopard print hats. Hey, I think a leopard print hat would be pretty cool. <laughs> That's what yes, I'm and your website disagrees, but okay. <laughs> so 
so I guess that that's a that's a good question. Um, as far as I mean, what's your top seller? What style or what question. kind of great question? What what is your top t- type seller? So based off of our historical hats, I would say Civil War period is our most popular off of all of our historical hats. Definitely, we do a lot of Civil War style hats. Um, our Shiloh hat slash slouch. They're very similar. They've got just a few differences in them. I would say that's our most popular for that side of things. As a for all of our other hats, we have done the stalker hats been very popular at the moment. Yeah. But I would say the most that we've done would be probably something off of Yellowstone. We've had a lot uh, of people order yeah. like John Dutton and Beth Dutton and Rip hats. Yeah. Um, and uh, then even rip. the spinoff show, the oh I know. Even the spinoff <laughs> show. <laughs> um the 1883, we've already had people ordering um the Tim McGraw hat, mm-hmm. the one that Faith Hill wears. I just got an order yep. for that today. And then I've had a couple for the the Elsa girl. So I would yeah. say that's been the most popular. As of lately, the stalker hat. And we, you know, we've done it since TikTok. We've done the stalker hat for Red Dead, which we've made probably, I don't know how many, it's been 10 plus now we've made probably. And uh, a Doc Holiday hat from, of course, Tombstone. Tombstone. One of the yeah. best movies of all time. Those, two, those TikToks like <clears throat> kind of blew up. Like I got 2.7 million views on the stalker one and like a hundred, couple hundred thousand likes. And I, we have sold so many hats off of TikTok just in like the last month. Yeah. So that's it. You know, to any of the listeners, you want to get good views on TikTok, just anything stalker related. Um, if you can find some way to get stalker into your posts. Oh, yeah. Apparently. What's a stalker hat? It's it's got a teardrop, kind of like a teardrop crown. It's a black felt. Um, it's not a true teardrop because it doesn't have like the little pinch dents on the front, but Uh it does have it's like a a mixture between a teardrop and a telescope crown, which a telescope crown is just um, just a circle and right. thing. And um, so it's kind of a mixture between those two. And um, it has a leather hat band and it's about a three and a three and a half inch brim, three and a quarter inch brim. And oh, okay. it just and it just has like a little dip in the front and the back. And that's about all the shaping it has. And but it it's off that off that video game and people have loved it. <laughs> right. I never so would have thought that that would have been that popular. <laughs> it's on Red Dead Redemption too, right? That's the, yeah. 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 Oh, no uh, wonder I didn't know it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People like, you know, our first TikTok when we started doing TikTok and actually what happened? Was it the 1883 hat that Elsa hat blew up first? I think that was one of the first so, ones that we actually got some like activity So on. our comment section, we just looked through there, you know, and Eliza's going to trying to stay on top of a reply to people. It's impossible now. It's like so many yeah. uh, comments and stuff. But they'll be like, well, they kept people kept requesting, I want a red, I want the stalker hat off Red Dead Redemption. I mean, like a million, millions of comments. And we're like, I was like, well, buy one and we'll make it. So finally a guy from Georgia decided yeah. to do it. So we made a TikTok out of it. And then boom, after that, it just, it went insane. That was the same way that we got the Doc Holiday hat order because people would comment and be like, what about Doc Holiday? You know, Val Kilmer's hat. And, uh, and I was like, Hey, if anyone wants to order it, I'll make it. And then I actually had someone order it. And then once I, and then I made a TikTok like of creating the process. And after that, now I've had a, a ton of people order dog holiday hats. 
So I was curious, that's the process. I wanted to know, you know, obviously Yellowstone and the video games, there's a lot of pop culture that is making hats more and more popular. Is it that y'all are using the comments to drive the next creation or are y'all seeing things and saying, we're going to put this out there and see if any, if it sticks. Uh, I mean, the comments, like I have had a lot of people that have commented like a surprising amount <laughs> have commented wanting to see the Arthur Morgan hat from Red Dead Redemption, which I don't play the video game. So yeah. I don't really, I don't even know what it looks like. It's but good. I've had a lot of people comment for that. And then I've had a ton of people comment and they want to see a Gus hat from Lonesome Dove. Um, and that, so I'm, yeah. yeah. So I'm actually That's in the true. process of stay making a Gus hat and I'm making a TikTok about it. And so I'm just trying to do the ones that are popular because those are the ones that are getting the most views because then I post it. I'm like, for everyone asking about, you know, the Doc Holiday hat, here it is. And then I had a ton of people, like they loved it. And so it was kind of the same thing. Um, with all of them, I've had people comment about an Indiana Jones hat, and I did one that was what I would kind of consider an Indiana Jones hat. I did have some negative feedback on that one. Apparently, my Indiana Jones hat was not quite. Yeah, there's a lot, <laughs> of, there's a lot yeah. of fanatics but, out there. Right. <laughs> but uh, but I also had some really good stuff come from it too. Because yeah, fedoras not in y'all. You know, that's beyond your time period. Fedoras, yeah. Well, you I know, mean, we've made several fedora, so, fedora styles. Fedora is a very broad term. Yes. So now we're getting to the point now, like, we're like, people are like, can you make this hat? And Eliza's, we're very adamant. If it's a felt hat, Eliza, we can make any hat out there. I mean, we've done, if you look on TikTok, the WT, the WT Sherman, mm-hmm. it's a, you know, a general that a guy wanted, made, and he just brought us a patch. I mean, he came from Indiana up here t- to our hat shop. Oh, he wow. brought us a patch for it, and Eliza had the rest of the material, and we made it. He had a, All we had was a picture to go off of, and we went off the picture, uh, and he sent the hat to him, and he loved it, and, you know, so we can make any, I mean, any hat out there. Anything. If you I, can I want someone to find the craziest, picture, yeah, the craziest hat I out there. Throw it to Eliza if it's a felt hat. Throw it to her. She can make anything, I'm telling you. So I want to know what what's the craziest hat that somebody has asked you guys to make for them? Well, there's a top hat. And top hats are because top hats are so extremely hard to make. I made like a seven inch top hat one time for a guy, like the Abraham and, Lincoln and, style. I mean, it's I mean, and it's hard. I had to make go through several order several bodies because I kept blocking it and it kept coming up short. It was like five inches, six inches, and I was like, I need to be seven inches. Yeah, I heard so that. Finally, before. I made a seven inch. They all top say hat. that. And it was. <laughs> So I had a guy because we have made several tricorns and they are more of a process. Um, you know, it's it's like pirate hat. But I did have a guy ask to make um my gosh, I can't remember who he was replicating now, but it was different because we made like a a cockade for it, and like I had to create a cockade out of ribbon which i have we have do have one girl that helps us do the hand sewing and so we kind of collaborated and we talked together and we came up with this based off of a picture because we didn't it wasn't anything that we had ever heard of it wasn't like the rosette one which is very um popular which is like a round one with a little thing in the middle and so we created that um it has hand-sewn brim ribbon instead of me using my machine 
And then we can even do it like a black tricorn with like the white hand sewn brim ribbon and then like a cockade that we make just out of ribbon and then hand sew onto it. So those are those are definitely different. And then we've had some people that like will request an ostrich feather stuck in their hat or or something or just someone that like wants a a cavalry hat with like the the little court swords things that go on the yeah, like the, the cavalry swords, yeah. Um, so just different things like that that are a little a little more unusual, but most of the time they're like some form of like historical hat. Yeah. I was curious to kind of touch back into the TV shows and the movies. Now, I think I'd seen that some of your hats have been in movies or television shows or um, how does that happen? How does that come about? Since we've had the business, we had someone contact us and they wanted, oh, Hell on Wheels. I don't know if y'all have seen that, but we made oh, yeah. all that for that. So. And so the same producers of Hell on Wheels, they're based out of Canada. And they contacted us once we had taken over and they made the show Billy the Kid that just premiered on Epix. And so that was the first TV series that we personally got to make all the hats for. So that was pretty cool. We sent like, it was like almost 50 hats to Canada. Wow. Wow. Congratulations. That's cool. Yeah. So that was really cool. So pretty much dang near every hat and Billy the Kid is ours. Like we, we made a whole bunch for them. And then we just had some people who are working on um, an Apple TV series and they, they were of no relation to the old owners. They just came across our website and that's how they found us and, and like our Google page. And they are working on an Apple TV series um, that won't release until next year. They just started filming. So I don't think, I don't even think the release dates until 2024 actually. But um, it's going to be called Manhunt. And so we are currently making some hats for that. That is so awesome. Cool. Awesome. I think you guys are at, like peaking at the perfect time with Yellowstone and 18, all this cowboy stuff that's kind of, you know, come back yeah. in vogue. And it's, I think you guys are in a great position right now. From like to, COVID, to, when we first took over the business, you know, it felt like we were like, what the heck did we just do? You know what I mean? We felt like yeah. we were just like, we made the worst decision ever you know because you know <laughs> we weren't getting many orders at first you know we're just like trying to you know we're just you know doing the bare minimum really i mean we're in there barely you know once a week probably doing stuff in the hat shop and then all of a sudden it just you know facebook and just word of mouth got out and now i don't think there's a day that goes by we're not we're not out in the hat shop because we both have full-time jobs so oh. you know oh this isn't yeah. your full-time gig oh no 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 oh, i work wow. at a I work for the prison here in Cal. I've been there like eight years now. And she babysits her nieces, twin nieces at that. So wow. she does that. And then we just do the hat shop, you know, when we get off work. You know, it's just like something else. And, you know, it's just something else oh, every day goodness. we get to do. So it's, it's that's cool. Goal, the goal is for it to be my full time job because mm-hmm. that's what I want to be able to do. And right. I mean, we're really close. Honestly, I could probably. I could probably use that just, and we would be fine, like income wise, but we live, um, where our hat shop is, is like right down the road from my sister who I do babysit her kids. And so, I mean, it's so close and she does work from home. And so her kids, they nap almost every day from two to four. And so I pretty much just come over. I get here at like eight 30 or nine. I watch them. They also live with my grandmother. So I help take care of her. Um, and I just do that. And I pretty much work until two. Then when I lay the girls down, I 
I tell my sister I'm leaving. I'm like, Hey, watch the monitor, whatever. And then usually I don't ever come back unless she just has some really late scheduled calls that I have to like help with before her husband gets home from work. And so then I, I leave at two and from two to like five or six or seven, depending on how much work I have, I work in the hat shop. So I kind of have like, I do half days on both. Um, and it, it works out really nice right now with our schedule, but e- eventually I'm, I'm really getting to the point where we're getting busy enough that I'm going to have to cut back even more on, on my job. So, well, I hate to break it to you, but those girls are going to age you out of that job eventually. Yeah. No (laughs) doubt about it. They're getting, they're, uh, Hey, they get a little bit bigger and I'm gonna put them to work. (laughs) There There you go. go. There you go. (laughs) The times they are a changing. Well, look, Y'all are going to get hundreds and hundreds of hat orders from this podcast. So for all the listeners, all these new hat owners out there, how do you treat a felt hat? How do you handle it? How do you store it? How do you care for it? How do you clean it? If you can hang them, that is the best. If you have like a hat rack or a peg or something that you can hang them on, the wall. That, would, that would be the preferred. Um, if not, then of course, don't lay it on the brim. Flip it over and lay it on its crown. Uh, um, if it's, if it, you can, if it's, you know, lost shape a little bit, you can from home, get a teapot, put some water in it, put it on the stovetop, the old fashioned way, heat it up till it starts steaming. And if it's, you know, a good quality hat, you can steam it and you can mold it to the shape you want and then hang it and let it sit overnight. And if it has some good stiffener, some stiffener in it, it'll harden right back up. Uh, our hats will do that. You can, you know, shape them where you want it to, lay it overnight, next day. Good to go. Hold the check pretty well. Wow. So what about, you know, wearing your hats in the elements? Is there anything to worry about? Like, you know, like a, a downpour or something like that? What's not really. I was at a rodeo just a few months ago with my cowboy hat on and it came like a downpour storming everything they, like they blew, blew the power out in the arena. I mean, like crazy. They actually ended up canceling and postponing the rodeo, which rodeo people rarely do um yeah. i mean they'll like run through tornadoes yeah. but um they ended up canceling it only because they lost power and no one could see but oh. um it got completely drenched i mean like my hat was noticeably heavier like it was so soaking wet and i just took it and i hung it up on a peg in our hat shop and i left it for like three days because it took it a while to dry out it was so soaked and i didn't even have to reshape it it had gotten some mud on it that then dried and I just took a little stiff brush and I brushed off the mud. And I mean, it didn't lose its shape at all. Like it didn't flatten. Um, a wool felt probably it would have flattened and it would have had to have been reshaped. It curled up just because, you know, wool is really hard to reshape and get it to hold its shape. Usually you can get about a year out of a wool hat if you're wearing them like out in the elements and stuff. Um, because ours are fur, they actually hold up to the elements really, really well. Um, they, I mean, unless you like, the only thing that it would do is if it got soaking wet and then you left it like in a hot car, it, it'll shrink it. But that's um, about it. Like it, they're really, really durable hats. It's probably a reason been made that way for forever, basically. Yeah. I got to add one more thing before we get off her broke foot. About the, the next, the last step of the hat. So we have a lady that lives about an hour from us. And she has worked for the company for over 20 years. And the inside of our hats, the leather sweatband and the lining, it's all hands. Everything is hand sewn. It's all hand sewn. 
So oh, okay. some companies, I mean, I'm not, I don't know what kind of dog on people sometimes, you know, about wool hats and stuff, you know, people do use glue sometimes to glue their uh, sweatpants inside. All, ours is no glue at all. We when just, there's a machine to stitch it, but yeah. we don't have one. We hand sew. We have it all hand sewn. The inside of the uh, hat, leather hat, liner and the lining all hand sewn. Wow. So, the, only, the only thing that we use a machine for is our hat sewing machine, which is also an original sewing the, machine. For the brim. Only and for the brim. It's only for the brim. We do use that. Unless you want a hand sewn, which we can do. Right. So that was going to be my last question. As I noticed on the Doc Holiday you were using a machine and I wasn't sure if it was just like a regular sewing machine that was modified or if it was a, you know, like an original hat makers. Yeah. Machine. Specifically for hats. You can't sew like you couldn't sew a regular, you know, like material on it, even if you wanted to, it's got like a little um, lip thing and you put the brim of the hat in it. And then you, I like adjust it to whatever, it's all, whatever with a, a foot pedal to, to get it to rotate around. And she has to, and it's very, I've tried it. It's, it's very hard to learn how to do. And I worked as a seamstress for like over a year. So I knew how to sew and it was really hard to learn like how to, how to do it. And it can go like really fast. And so you've got to like keep it on there and get I mean, you're moving, you're, you're pushing it has your to foot. be adjusted just perfect. Yeah. And because it's old, it has lots of quirks. Um, so you kind of have to baby the machine because finding parts for it is next to impossible. We've updated things to like, um, like I have, instead of like a leather belt, I've updated it to a rubber one. You know, like we've updated things as much as we can, um, to, but where it will still work. And then I have one more question about the Doc Holiday because the, the the brim on that one kind of has like a, a flip up all the way at the edge. I don't know what the, like the technical names are called. <laughs> and and uh, so you were using like a, it almost looked like a custom iron or something that had a shape to it or... Could you talk about that? So it's you a, it's a, I do that curling. It's a, it's a hand curler. And so you just plug it in, turn it on. You gotta let it sit because it's so old. You gotta let it sit for probably, I don't know, 10 minutes before it heats up. Then you make sure the, the, uh, around the brim, the very edge is nice and wet down real good. I usually hit it with an iron first. So it's nice and soft too. And then I'll hit it one more time with a sponge and water and I'll put the curler on the, I usually start at the back because where Eliza starts sewing, with their uh, sewing machine and straight in the back of the hat, there's a little lip where you know, you know, it's right, it's where it starts at in the back. You can tell what the front and the back is. Right. So I'll start right there and I'll, you know, just kind of manhandle it, you know, push it down and curl up and spin it around. Hits, you know, kind of back and forth motion all the way around it. So it's a nice sort of little pencil curl, I call it. That's cool. Nice. That's I, that's such a like a defining characteristic yes. of that hat. I was like, man, I wonder how they do that. And then I was on your TikTok. I'm like, oh, that's how they do it right there. So <laughs> very interesting. Yeah, you have to be really careful with that, like because it it is like a like a custom hand iron, also specifically for hats. Like you couldn't just iron regular stuff with it. Um, but you have to be really careful with it because I don't know if it's just because it's <laughs> old and like barely hung together by wires but it will get so hot it will literally so, sometimes it'll go burn hot. a hole through the felt faster than you can do anything i'm guilty of that because we've done that <laughs> and it'll just like completely melt it and well, that's so the marlboro like, model y'all call that the marlboro yeah there you go yeah, yeah the marlboro and like there's a black spot on the wall where it hangs because we <laughs> forgot it to unplug it one time and i was like trent you're just trying to burn our shop down um so yeah we have to be careful with that <laughs> 
Well, Eliza and Trenton, we have a, a little thing we call this or that, where we like to give our guests some questions and options and let them choose. So I've got a few for y'all. Uh, you use a lot of water to steam hats. Do y'all have a preferred water source? And have you ever tried smart water? You know, something to make the hat a little more intelligent. <laughs> uh, I probably use some smart water, you know, desperate times probably. But, uh... <laughs> but is it like distilled or tapped or I, I was just kind of well, curious. It's just straight, out, straight from a whale, which is well oh, water. Well water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Straight from a whale at the house. Yep. That nice Arkansas hot springs, That's mineral right. intensive water. I like yep. it. I have a well, little look, lime in it. Who knows? You know? Who knows? Hey, <laughs> lime makes it stiffer, I heard. So I I've got right. a, two more. Let, and I kind of want y'all each to answer this one on your own. You've got three colors listed on your site, black coffee and pecan. Which is your favorite? Or is there any wild one-offs y'all have seen that you really took a liking to? Of the three traditional colors, the coffee is my favorite. I love the dark brown. Um, of the hats that we've done like that we've like customized leopard Leopard. no um of the ones that we've customized we just did a pink cowboy hat which i thought was really fun and i loved it and it was my favorite it's such a pretty pink yeah straight to nashville with that bullshit what about you trenton a black a black hat let's go from paint to straight black Um, i have a i have an actual hat my first hat i made for myself it was yeah i used a flat block and I used a black felt, and I actually, it's on my, our Facebook, I believe. I wore it with me and her outside of the, our church together when I joined it one day. And it looks like an Amish hat, basically. So people, everyone calls it the Amish hat. I had like a beard and all kind of, but yeah. it was, it was, I thought it was beautiful, but you well, know. The state of Arkansas needs to realize that those hats strike fear in the inmates and, exactly, and everyone exactly. in the penal system needs one. And I actually do ride a horse in the prison and I wear a cowboy hat, so. You uh, see, there you go. <laughs> So the last one I've got is that uh, you guys specialize in historical hats. If you had to wear another historical garment, could you do 1880s socks or 1880s underwear for a week? Uh, those underwear are pretty rough. I have some. They're pretty rough. I go socks. <laughs> I don't wear, wear any socks. I go socks. I have a follow-up question. Why the fuck do you have underwear from the 1880s? That you <laughs> so before backtracking all the way before we, when we first got the business, uh, you know, you go to these reenactments. I mean, you can't just you can't just show up in uh some Nike shorts and a t-shirt. You know what I mean, you got to dress the part. You know, so yeah, you know, damn tidy whities You want to buy my like Seven hundred dollars on uh, all these. Uh, it's expensive. Yeah, all the clothes. I brought yeah. I bought a frock coat and you know all this all, all kinds. Of, I have it all. I should have worn it during this interview. Right I right had right a custom right right horse Should have worn No, we wouldn't Ooh, do wow. that. I'd make you take it off. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you guys take pictures of it, Christy will post them. Yeah. <laughs> if you got any costume, no, no shame. Yeah, we'll take those for the posts. <laughs> let's, let's Absolutely, we'll put your 1880s underwear on Instagram. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> call it the Old Again, West Only Fans. We'll show up in our full ensemble. All right. There we go. Yeah, Old West Only Fans. Yeah. I like it. So I have one more question to tag on with Dean's and it's this or that. So do you guys prefer making movie replica hats or video game replica hats better? I'm more, I'm more of a nerd. So I'll go video game replica hats. Cool. So yeah. <laughs> I like the movies. Yeah. I'm like, because yeah. if I say a stalker hat from Red Dead Redemption, some people know what I'm talking about. But if I say a John Dutton hat from Yellowstone. Everybody knows what I'm talking about, even if they haven't seen it. So I like the movies. There you yep. go. 
Touche, I guess. Touche. <laughs> so, and then one other question we ask everybody that comes on the podcast is our three tools question. So like, say you're going to move your workshop, start from scratch or however, but you're allowed to take three tools with you. What are the top three tools that you would pack up and move? It had to be our, our blocking machine. Oh, that's not that's like, one. that's like, I mean, there's people we know that make hats and they have to do it by hand. And that just seems, that looks terrible. So the blocking machine for sure. Her sewing machine. I'd say a the steamer. steamer. The steamer has to be it. I mean, that's the three ones. Because I mean, I mean if I have to go back to you know shaping it with a teapot, it's going to take me a lot longer to, <laughs> to shape a hat <laughs> than it is with my steamer that blows up a lot of steam. <laughs> you had said it, y'all have a hot water heater for that system. Is that a tank or tankless? That's tank. There's a tank right beside it. I assumed it was old as hell. Yep. I'm just curious. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm surprised you wouldn't take the. To me, what would be the hardest? One of the hardest things is to cut that the brim even. I thought for sure you'd be like, yeah, oh, no, I'm going the brim cut. You know, that would have been the brim cutter. Dang it. Dang it. I just say that. I don't know what we do. I guess we have to raise something else up, I guess. I think I can cut it by hand. I think I, I can measure so, it and chunk it and then cut it. So if she does mess them up a little bit, a little slight discrepancy in the hatch, she, we do have a sander, a belt sander, that she will hold the felt upside down on and move it around it and you can't tell she messed it up. I mean, she she's good at sand. Too, so. You can mess it up with the sander too, but we've done that I too. Can, but with, there's been lots of lots of learning. Um, but <laughs> usually, you can kind of eyeball it and hit it and kind of smooth it back out. That's cool. I just yeah. figured every messed up hat turns into a derby or a pork pie or something. Hey, with the, a, actually, actually, that's exactly what happens. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I love so, derby. when we were doing like for the shows and stuff, we made we're like making trying to make shallows, and you know, I was cutting there for a minute and. Uh, I'll cut it and I kept messing up on them. I said, well, there's another derby for us. Finally, I was like, right, hold up. You need to back up and let me do this because you're <laughs> we have about 50 derbies right now. Yeah, our most popular had the derby. Derby. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. So this is going to be my last question for you. Say somebody wants to um, order a hat. You said that there's like a template that they need to do. Walk us through the process of what somebody needs to do when they contact you to get one. So on our website, there is um, there's directions on how to make a template. And the reason that we have people do that, we not everyone will do it because they don't want to go through the trouble of it. Um, we're trying to think of maybe an easier way. But a lot of times we'll tell people take like a file folder or something that's a little bit stiffer than just regular paper. And you just cut a little hole out and you put it down on your head and you keep cutting it until it fits perfectly down on your head. And then when you send that into us with your head circumference and your template, then I mean, it's, I mean, it's truly custom. Like was, we can lay that down. If you like Trent has a very round head, like very circle. And like most, some people are more oval and some people are even kind of egg shaped, you know, like it, people have different shaped heads where, and that's where it really gets into custom work and not just like, if you just go buy a hat, because this way it's like, okay, we well, are a seven and three eighths, but you're a seven and three eighths. And we make sure the shape is perfect. And so nice. with that template, we have the exact shape of your head because it's was literally sitting on your head. And that's so cool. that's what, that's what we have people do. Best way to contact us is um, just our phone number off the website. I, if you give me a call, then I can help walk people through it. Or if you want to email me or you can even text that number, that's fine too. Um, 
We do have a lot of people order through our Facebook and our Instagram as well, mostly because my Instagram is linked directly to my TikTok. So if people find me on TikTok, they just click on my Instagram and message me through there. Um, really, it's whatever is convenient for you. I try to make all forms of contact convenient to whoever, whatever age you are, whatever social media you like best and all of that. We're for the people. Clearwater Hat Company, for the people. For the people. And, <laughs> and where, can, where can the people find you on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram? What's the account's name? It's just Clearwater Hat Company. Clearwater Hat Company. Yeah, yep. all together. All right, guys. Well, hey, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you guys. Um, Clearwater Hat Company, y'all check them out. Check out their uh, all their social media. And thank you so much. It's been a lot of fun. I thank you guys thank for having us on. First podcast down. We look forward to another one. There you go. You guys did great. <laughs> I appreciate it. Woo! All right. So we want to take a second and thank our patrons. So for our first tier, we have Greg from Platte Valley Woodworks, Morley Kurt, Caitlin Langino from Kate's Casino, Dave Bauer, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Eric from Overall Makerworks, Keith Drennan from Blackthorn Concepts, Jacob from Other Dog Design, Jacob from Griffin Makes, and then for our middle tier, it's Tony Langer and Brendan McDonald, McDonald Designs. And then for our top tier, we've got Scott Orham, Dad It Yourself, Justin, Bear Maked, Vincent Ferrari from Because We Make, and Marion Ward from the Creative Award Gallery. You know, I had something funny happen last weekend uh, when my sister was visiting, because I've got a couple of Marion's paintings, and I have one up where my sister noticed it, and she's like, you know, that's really cool looking. That painting reminds me of that of that guy that's on like PBS with the big fuzzy hair that does the paintings. I'm like, uh, yeah, my friend Marion painted that and she does the Bob Ross style painting. So I just thought it was funny because that's instantly what my sister noticed about that. So uh, shout out to Marion for the great little painting I have on my wall. Yeah, Marion was actually supposed to swing by here and I had to message her two days before she was getting here. And I was like, hey, by the way, uh, I have COVID. <laughs> She's oh, like, okay, dang. I guess I'm going home. <laughs> so like she had to detour her, her trip home a little bit, but so sorry about that. After talking to our guests, I got to think about the different hats we wear, you know, whether it's a traditional hat or a, you know, philosophical hat. So I was wondering, you know, I saw Austin, you went on vacation and you had this uh, summer like sunshade hat that you were wearing on the beach. And I think the boys had them. I got one of those too, that I wore when I went fishing with my dad. What's uh, some of the hats you might wear when it comes to different applications? So that's my main go-to is like, the, the, I call it the lifeguard hat, you know? And okay. Yeah. It's like big straw hat, but it has the sunblock stitched in underneath. And I've worn those for years. Cause when I was like 22, I got skin cancer and I had to do a surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. They like drilled into my nose, like almost all the way through, um, to remove some, some cancer I had. So, and then when I went into the office to get that done, I was like the youngest person there by about 30 years. Oh, wow. I'm looking around and I'm like, Oh my God. And the guy, the, the doc came out and for some reason he always, like, he referred to me he's like, Hey, Superman, come here, Superman. And I'm like, I have no idea why you're calling me that. I wasn't wearing a Superman shirt or anything. And uh, he's like, listen, man, I'm going to tell you something. When you go out there on those waves, you need to be slathering stuff on your face. And he's like, because you are going to be in here a lot if you don't do it. He's going to wow. be, he's like, you're going to be just like these other people. So since then, 
I've been wearing these big brim hats and wearing my Instagram stories. Everybody makes jokes and you hey know. man, I bought one too. I bought one for my dad and my mom. No, they're legit because it keeps you cool too. They're not hot and uh, and you can get them wet and then they dry out. So, you know, for, for beach or fishing or something like that, or I use it when we're doing construction outside because it kind of shades your whole shoulders and everything. So I know when we bought making our way swag, Christy and I both bought baseball caps. Mm. And so Christy, not your baseball cap, but maybe what are some of the hats you wear in life? You know, the mom hat, the worker hat, what are some of those? Well, as far as timeline, the mom hat was the one right out the gate, you know, that I've worn for a long time. I feel like I've semi-retired that now. I mean, I'll always be a mom and and my girls and I are really, really close, but I don't, it's not so much an everyday thing. Um, But my professional career type hat is I think what most everybody knows me by. And I think that was what is kind of weird when folks that know me in like my real life here finding out that I am into woodworking and and doing some not necessarily professional type, you know, hobbies that has been really um, it's taken people aback quite a bit because they saw me very much the accountant, the office, the dress, the heels, you know, that, you know, the done nails and the whole nine yards. And then dresses, nails, heels. I'm telling you, I, yeah, I must've been taken back. People, people are taken back when I'm wearing my dresses, heels and nails using the tables (laughs) off. (laughs) But, you know, when I, especially when I was in public accounting, I mean, it was, you know, it was all on professional. So, you know, now when you get, when I'm putting a, a, a hat on to keep, you know, the sweat out of my eyes out in the shop or something, or to keep the ponytail back. Um, it, it really surprises people a lot about the wide range of hats I wear like that. You know, Dean, you're, you were saying about the different hats. Have you ever been in a situation where you have like two separate groups of friends that you've made and then, and then they, they have some, something happens and they co-mingle and you're like in this panic mode where you're like, yeah, like oh I hope one doesn't hear about the other. Exactly. Like, so I have this bad situation in my professional life where I am often associating with people above my pay grade. And so I have to temper myself because the, you know, these people control your future. So even Mm -hmm. though I'd consider them my friends, they're really only getting like 60% of me. And then I turn around to like the people who don't control my finances (laughs) finances <laughs> and they get full throttle me. And sometimes they get too much because I've been holding it back, but it is funny. Like I have the hat on forward. It's almost like the Sylvester Stallone over the top, like my hat's oh, yeah. on forward and I'm, you know, I'm keeping myself tempered and laughing at their jokes and letting them get the wins. And right. then the second I walk out, the hat turns around and I, I'm dominating, beating the shit out of everybody and no holds barred. And you're getting a hundred percent of my honesty all the time. So yeah, that's, that's a definite fear. I'll tell you the other one is there's certain kind of like jokes and humor that you'll have with certain people that right. are not polite with other groups. Yeah. And when those two come together, I'm like, please God, do not tell one of those jokes and expect me to laugh at it in front of all these people. Right. Um, That's more like with the situations that happen with me. Cause I'll joke around certain ways with certain people, not even like, like I stay on the same level of cringe and bad, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, some of them are like, you know, the subject matter is different for each kind of group. And I'm like, oh, please don't let this happen. Like, as soon as I see those groups merging, I'm fucking gone, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of here. I'll tell you one, the husband hat 
Um, so my wife and I have a unique relationship. We get along great. You know, there's never been any worry about that, but we have a unique relationship. And anytime we get around those groups where, you know, the husband better, if mom ain't happy, nobody's happy. Or, you know, the husband's Mm. just, the kids have beat him down and he's just kind of pacified right there. I don't hold back. I mean, she knows who she married and I'll say some stuff and get those husbands in trouble with the quickness. And I was kind of curious, you know, Christy, you've worn two different wife hats. You know, how is that transition when you've got to take one wife hat on and and maybe go back to it and go, oh, it doesn't fit right. You know, maybe I need to you know change the way it fits on my head or something. Yeah. I, you know, I was married for 20, um, two, three years, you know, the first time Jesus. and the majority of the years that uh, my first husband and I were married, he was an over the road truck driver. So I was pretty much a, a I'm not, not a single parent, but I very much was doing 95% of it, um, during the whole time. So I was very, uh, comfortable and I mean, I, I drove the bus. I took care of everything. I, I took care of everything. I made all the decisions unless it was something, you know, really extreme, but you know, I drove the bus. And so then, you know, I get divorced And then you've got that extra, even more freedom where I'm even driving the bus and not consulting anyone at all. So I'm like, got the super bus driver hat on. Yeah. It's hard to reel it back when you get back into Yeah. 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 So then, you know, then comes Marvin into my life and he and I are very similar. We have a lot of personality traits, um, a lot in common, and we both are very much used to driving the bus. <laughs> so there was some, you know, getting used to that. Cause like even, um, you know, even sharing the house together. Cause when I was married, I didn't have a husband at home with me all the time. Right. So I, I had told him, you know, this is going to be really weird for me to get used to coming home to someone every day and close the know, shower curtain even- and put the fucking dishes in the dishwasher. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, just all of those, the, those things. And, you know, and I think that's, and this is going to be mushy, but I, even a, as long as Marvin and I have been together, we've been in this house a year, I am in a hurry to come home every night. And I was a little bit worried about that environment because I was so independent, but I do look forward to driving home every night and coming home and, and, and it's, um, it's been a great transition. This hat fits me so much better. Yeah. I would look forward to coming home to a fucking professional chef dinner every night too. <laughs> I'm over here eating top ramen. Okay. That's a different story. <laughs> so Austin, famously, you don't wear hats. I, I don't know you to wear baseball caps or wear hats. I always wear hats. I love baseball caps. I have a ton of hat, a ton of hats. I probably have 50 baseball hats, uh, but I'm also very particular. Like I don't like, I call them the the gas station hats, the hats that have like all the different layers and the sayings and, you know, Galveston yeah. on them or Palm beach or whatever. Like I can't stand any of those. And so I'm just curious as a guy who has few to none, do you have a baseball cap that you'll put on if you, if you need it? The one that I wear all the time is the high caliber camp one from last year. Yeah. That Scott got us. Yeah. That one fits my head. Right. Like I, that's my total judgment on a hat. As soon as I put it on, I'm like, does it fit my head? Right. Does it make my head look, you know, giant? Yeah. Like how does it fit? And if it doesn't fit right, um, then I'm going to ditch it. You gave me a, a blank 
camo, like a duck camo, the brown camo, yeah. mesh back, snap back hat. And I put uh, Jacob, other dog designs made us these leather patches. I put the leather uh, high caliber patch on it. And that's one of my go-tos. It's in my truck right now. Yeah. I love that hat just because I know no one else has that hat. And that's one thing, like I love an LSU hat, but one thing I love is I know I'm the only one, no one else has this hat. And I love that. Chrissy, yeah. do you have a Cardinals cap or something that you grab for? No, the only one that I really have is the, is the one that you had mentioned that we got from the making your way podcast. Um, mm. Otherwise I've, I've really not been, I am not a cute hat girl. Mm. You know what I mean? Like some girls, they can put that ponytail in and they can put that little hat on and they just look adorable. Like my best friend, Angie, Jesus Christ, she could wear a hat better than anybody I've ever seen, but I just don't have that look. I don't something about it. I don't know what yeah, it is. We'll get so. some hat picks of Angie in the next, uh, next she's week. a doll. She's a doll. So my wife is actually really good looking in a hat, but I fucked her up mentally. Like when we first started dating, she wore a hat. And I'm such an asshole. I say stuff and I don't, I, I'm like, I'm just saying it for the joke. Like I'm totally just going for a cheap laugh. And she rolled up in a hat and she looked great in it. And I said, nice hat. Did you get a free bowl of soup with that shit? <laughs> and that was it. She never wore one again. Yeah, well, Don't oh, wear man. one of them hats you get for turning in cereal box tops. Like, you know, I don't, I don't understand some of these hats. There's so many hats out there. Why do so many people insist on wearing really terrible hats? I hate. So one thing at, at work, they'd buy these hats to give away to customers and stuff. And finally I was like, who is ordering these hats? Who thought it was a good idea that a hat needed to have three layers of embroidery with a full size rail car coming around the side and like yeah. the flames on the bill. Like, no, this is, this is dumb. Why is this a hat? It needs to just have the company logo, one color, lightweight material, comfortable yeah. to wear, make functional sense. Do you like trucker hats? Um, yeah, I'll wear them. I mean, and funny sayings are better. And actually, the cheaper the trucker hat, the more I like it. Me too. Same exactly. The more expensive it is, the more it sucks. Yeah. It needs to be Christy's anti-trucker hat anything. because of her ex her old marriage, but <laughs> we won't talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he and I get along fine. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a review and don't forget to subscribe. We'd love to hear your feedback. So reach out to us on Instagram at making our way podcast. You can find all of our individual latest content on Instagram or YouTube. Austin is at high caliber craftsman. Christy is at twisted twine woodworking and I'm at Dean underscore Duplantis. Thanks again, friends.